dumb. Now I can do anything. Like the first three weeks, I couldn't find the Rubik's cube. You know, I couldn't figure it out. All right, more like three months. But, but then I remember that one game when I was a kid. You guys remember that one game where I was like, yeah, twist it, bop it, <laughs> flick it, suck it. You know, I, my girlfriend's just like that game, man. You miss one step and you gotta start the whole over again. Yeah. And then out comes the vibrator. Thank you very much. Appreciate it, Mazer. A problem. Yay! Isaiah Castillo, everyone. Um, a couple words of warning. One, um, be careful the XLR on the end of the mic. It's uh, it's poopy. I'm sorry. I bought new ones. I just didn't change them out. Hey, Spence. I'll get you up before your show, and then I'll get you your gift bag, too. Um, yay. So, and, and just speaking of Spencer's on the show at Asiento, that starts at 630. So if you do a set and you get out of here, just walk up uh, half a block away and buy a drink at Asiento and watch the show tonight. It's going to be great. Uh, your next comedian uh, is a funny person. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Sam Carroll. The pro-lifers harassed me outside the clinic and called me a murderer. Hi. What kind, of, what kind of crowd is this? I wasn't really paying attention. I was over, I was out there. When I should have been reading the room, I was outside. Cri- crucial mistake, Sam. You guys uh, from San Francisco? Mostly comics from the festival? I see San Francisco. You're not even from here, Kavita. You're from, you're from San Bruno. Doesn't count. So non-San Francisco people, we had a thing called Fleet Week last week. And Fleet Week is this thing where the U.S. Navy comes and they dock in the harbor and then they do cocaine in our bathrooms. That's what Fleet Week is. And it's a week it's a week before Indigenous Peoples Day, which is weird. It's weird timing. So we have a huge military display of our military might a week before Indigenous Peoples Day. And then what's weirder is that Columbus Day is on the same day as Indigenous Peoples Day. Well, that's a weird coincidence, if you ask me. It's almost like they were they wanted to cancel Columbus, and they we didn't want to not go to work that day. We didn't want to go to I'm so high. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have come up here. I'm going to try and translate these ideas as best I can in as few words possible. Hopefully, maybe, please. You know why they canceled Columbus? Blackface. Swear to God, you can look it up. Uh, I'm not. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys. I'm not a big coke guy. I'm not. Uh, I wasn't doing coke in the bathroom with these sailors. But what, what I like to do is microdose crack. It helps with creativity. I'm taking a shit. Sometimes I like to leave my baby in the car and tape a sign to the window that says "Nothing valuable inside." The other day I was talking with this father whose kid got ran over by a car right in front of their house. And he was saying, uh, and, well, and right after the incident, the city came and installed speed bumps on the street. So he, what he was saying was, not only do I have a dead kid on my hand, but I got speed bumps on my street. So now every time I'm on my way home from work, I'm reminded that I wasn't even going that fast when I hit him. <laughs> Bad joke. I'm a bad dude. No, I'm a good dude. I think I'm a good person. I'm a good person. Every Sunday I go around the neighborhood and take the parking tickets off people's cars. You know what I like to do? I like to walk around with a mug everywhere I go. 
with a coffee mug. So it looks like I live there, wherever it may be. I'll have my coffee mug and people will say, look at that guy's coffee mug, he must be from around here. He couldn't have traveled that far. Probably made some coffee in his house and he's out in his bathrobe and his, and his speedo walking around. That's not the case. That's not the case. I'm going to take your Amazon packages. That's what I'm going to do. Oh, man. My wife has a body like an hourglass. She has big feet and a big head. <laughs> and a very thin vagina. <laughs> I had another thing to say about my wife, but, uh, oh yeah, she has autoerotic anaphylaxis, too. Type 2 autoerotic anaphylaxis. Very rare side effect of a peanut allergy, actually. One one touch of a peanut and her throat starts to close up and she begins to violently masturbate. Type 2 came later in life. All right, you guys you guys have been all right. I'm Sam. Sam Carroll, everyone. Yay. Well, yay. Your next your next comedian. Oh my gosh, he just he just walked in and gave me a box of chicken and rice. Uh, I'm over the fucking moon because it's the first thing I've eaten today. Yay! So I'm gonna live. I'm not gonna black out tonight because I'm eating rice right now. Put your hands together for your next comedian. Put your hands together for Dan Lewis. Yay! Thanks everybody. Thank you very much. Thank you. Enjoy the chicken, Pam. Sam mentioned the uh, Columbus getting canceled. I think that's a good thing. I don't think they should cancel the uh, that helpful rhyme, though. They teach you in school. Do you guys remember the rhyme? In 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Right. See? Is that still the best way to remember the color of the ocean? Columbus Day joke. We'll wait till next year and try that one again. These jokes, cheesy jokes, uh, Polish jokes, those are pretty, is that a still a thing, Polish jokes? Do people still tell Polish? It doesn't make any sense, like, why, why would an entire nationality be stupid? That doesn't hold water, I think. I mean, some of them are Jews. What's up with that? No, nah, man, I'm, yeah, I try to, I try to be woke, I mean, you gotta look, I, you know, I think we should fight racism wherever we find it. You know, sometimes it's the subtle forms of racism, I think, that can be the most insidious, you know? Like tokenism, for example. You guys know about tokenism? You gotta watch out for that white guy. He's got one black friend. That might be his token black friend, right? He's trying to look not racist. But these guys know you're not supposed to have a token black friend, so a lot of these guys will strategically go out and make a second black friend to make it look like they don't have a token black friend, but that's twice as bad, right? They just have... Two token black friends. Even worse than that, you guys. These fucking racist three black friends. You're not fooling anybody, pal. Come on to your game. I asked a buddy of mine the other day. I was like, how many black friends do you have? He goes, I don't know, man. A lot? That's what kind of fever pitch this thing has reached. This guy has totally lost count of how many black friends he has. Tokenism of the worst kind. And I told him so, too. Even though he's a black guy, but still... I felt like I could tell him that, because like I said, he's a buddy of mine, okay? I think it's okay. Anyway. 
think we can all agree the uh, first gift in a relationship is very important, like that first birthday in a new relationship. You got to be careful with that because you want to get her something nice, but you don't want to go too nice because you're setting the baseline for the rest of the thing. You can't go below that. You know, the person who fucked us up the worst in all of human history is Vincent Van Gogh, who famously cut off his ear, right? But what they don't tell you is that he wrapped it in a piece of cloth and he gave it to a woman that he liked. Guys, that is a rookie move. That is way too big of a gift early in a relationship. That's a, he's a simp. That's lose-lose, because, like, look at it this way. If it doesn't work, that sucks. You're out the ear. If it does work, even worse, she likes the ear. What's this crazy chicken I want for Christmas? I don't know. I'm not going to make the same mistake. I'm smarter than that. I might start with some toenail clippings or something in my relationship. Uh, I had a banh mi sandwich earlier today. Do you guys, do you guys like the banh mi sandwich? Love that. So good. So good. I love it on the French roll, you know. That's the most interesting thing about it to me. The Vietnamese sandwich is still on the French roll. After all that France did to that country, colonized them and they stuck with it. That's how good French bread is. There was a 10-year war, an insurgent war for independence from France. Being like, get the fuck out, stay out, wish you never came here, we have our own culture, leave the baguettes. And that tasty pate, we like that. What else? Shit, which one of these? A lot of, uh, a lot of my female friends will be like, you know, hey, listen, we're out there looking for sex just as much as you guys are. But I don't buy it because there's something called fuck me shoes that women wear. Are you guys familiar with these? Sometimes women are like, I'm putting on my fuck me shoes. These are shoes that signal that they might be down for some anonymous sex that night, you know, which means they have shoes that signal otherwise, right? I don't know about you, but all of my shoes are fuck me shoes. <laughs> you know, my gardening Crocs, my soccer spikes. Matter of fact, everything in my closet is of the fuck me variety. Including my dusty old fuck me baseball glove from when I was a kid. Thanks, you guys. Appreciate it. My name is Dan Lewis. Dan Lewis, yay! Have a great set. He's at the best of SF tonight. He gets to do 12 minutes. Everybody keep clapping for Dan. Yay! He did his warm up set here. He's gonna, he's gonna go kill it at the Best of SF. Yeah, go check that show out. It's gonna be lovely. Thanks again for the chicken. You just saved my life, honestly. Like the food you gave me, like, seriously, that was really kind and amazing, and you're wonderful. Thank you. You're a wonderful human being. Oh, he cares about me enough for me not to black out tonight. Your next comedian is another comic on the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Put your hands together right now for Newman Shock. Yay! <laughs> What's up, guys? Are you two together? Yeah, you look like my roommate's girlfriend, so he's gonna be devastated. I'm not gonna sleep tonight, fuck. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I was in a gentrified part of San Francisco today, and you know, it was fake nice, which is more nice than I'm used to, you know? That's, that's great. And it's weird, because like, they still have crackheads, but they're like a higher level of crackhead, you know? Like, they're, like, talking to themselves, but they're, like, talking about, like, poetry and, like, their favorite, like, ethically sourced coffee shop. Like, it's weird, you know? Because, like, regular crackheads talk about, like, killing people and, like, shitting on shit. Like, crazy shit. Like, scumbag shit. 
Like, it's crazy that San Francisco found a way to, like, gentrify mental illness. Like, that's crazy. I don't know. Um, it was Columbus Day recently? And, you know, congrats, white people. You guys won that one. Yeah, it's weird being, like, an Indian person, like, actually from India on Columbus Day. Because, like, yeah, what Columbus did was bad. But, like, he really liked my people's food. You know, like... To me, Columbus seems like a guy who respected other people's cultures. And yeah, that seems weird. But yeah, uh, I'm Indian, which is like technically Asian. So I guess I have to say like Stop Asian Hate. Yeah, it's weird because like Stop Asian Hate is a movement that I'm technically involved in, but like also has like nothing to do with me. Like racists are ignorant, but even they're not ignorant to think like I'm the source of coronavirus. Like they think I'm the source of iOS 15. Like that's what's happening there. Yeah, I don't know. Indians right now are like the Don Lemons of Stop Asian Hate. Like we're like involved, but not really. Like it's weird. Um, I've been dating a lot. I haven't been dating. Um, I've been texting girls at 3 a.m. you up. Like that's what I've been doing. Yeah, and it hasn't been working. Like, I texted this girl you up at 3 a.m. last night, and she immediately texted back no, so that was hard. So, like, I, I don't know. I've been trying to do, like, more productive things. Like, I was trying to find, like, a solution to, like, drug addiction the other day, and I think I cracked it. Um, here's the thing. Like, I think the more successful you are, like, the harder drugs you're allowed to do. Like, I think that's my idea. Yeah, no. Thanks, Pam. That means a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, because, like, if you're, like, a homeless dude with, like, no job prospects, you can only do Tylenol. Like, that's your thing. But, like, if you're, like, this millionaire CEO person, then, like, yeah, you're allowed to do heroin. Like, you've earned that right. And, you know, I've been thinking about this. I think this could, like, actually solve, like, income inequality, too. Because, like, if Jeff Bezos starts doing crack, he's going to be on the streets in three weeks sucking dick. So, yeah, I think... I think Jeff Bezos doing crack could be great for the working class. Like, I think that's a solution. Um, I don't know. What else is there to say? Yay, one minute. Um, I don't know. Um, I was at a friend's intervention recently, and, you know, not very fun. Could have used some drinks, if I'm being honest. Yeah, it was weird, because, like, um, my friend's mom, she was like, you know, an addiction is technically defined as when you do something so much, you can't function normally anymore. And I was like, wow, that is a stupid definition. Because I'm sober all the time, and I still can't function normally, you know? <laughs> like, I think an addiction should be described as when you do something so much, it becomes the most interesting thing about you. Like, if you're at parties and you're being introduced, like, hey, this is my friend, the ketamine guy, <laughs> then, yeah, you need help. And that's my time. Thank you, guys. <laughs> I enjoyed your set very much tonight. I always enjoy your stuff. That's it. I didn't mean like tonight. I'm such a jerk. Um, I'm sorry if I was distracted. Josh Kotsky came in and gave me magic cards. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> it was my birthday on Sunday, and it's very sweet of him. I really love playing magic. Uh, just so the magic player knows, on deck is Mark Neuer. But coming up right now, what what a sweet kind, amazing, funny human being who is so generous to us all and always bears midriff. 
Always. For the joy, for the joy and wonderment of all to behold, put your hands together for Denise Lee. Wow, hi. Good to be here today. Um, I just got back from a trip. I was visiting my parents in our home country, the motherland, which, as you can probably guess, is Texas. Yeah, um, I'm happy to be back, though, because uh, I just missed so many things about the Bay Area while I was gone, right? Like uh, kale chips and recycling and my rights. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like dietary fiber and free will. It's really starting to miss that. Yeah, but um, but yeah, like it was a good trip while I was home. I had like a really big life talk with my mom, and it was about a topic that I've just dreaded she would bring up, and I've been putting off this conversation for years, where she would ask me whether I was a lesbian or not. Right, like uh, a little uncomfortable. She was like, look. You don't really talk about boys. You haven't had a boyfriend in like a decade and you clip your fingernails just way too short. Uh, um, and, and you know, it was, it was super awkward, but I'm really glad I had that conversation because I was finally able to come out to my mom as a hoe. Yeah, not a lesbian, just a classic run-of-the-mill hoe who just can't commit, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. But, but yeah, like, my mom is having trouble accepting my identity as a hoe, right? Like, she's very conservative. Like, she hates the way that I dress. Like, if she had it her way, I would look a little bit more like a russet potato, just kind of oblong and, like, beige, um, but, but she's always like, hey, you know, when you expose that much skin, it makes people think that you're desperate and pathetic. I always get so mad when she says this. I'm just like, it's 2021, you know, um, it's 2021 and it's incredibly just sexist and objectifying and accurate for you to say that. Yeah, you know, I'm just trying to be authentic and just live my truth, right? Like anyone with a pulse and like a decent grasp of English grammar and yeah, like a proper usage of the Oxford comma and this revolving sushi bar is <laughs> revved up and ready to make the rounds. Just plenty of ahi tuna to go around. Uh, I think the one thing that my mom and I can agree on, though, is that if I ever settle down, uh, it'll be with a doctor. And it's for all the classic reasons, right? Like for her, she wants someone with a good education and financial stability. And for me, I want someone who functions as my personal 24-7 WebMD, right? Like I have a growing list of health concerns that is becoming increasingly specific that the internet cannot answer anymore. And I mean, I think I could be a pretty good partner, you know? Like I heard that uh, men are kind of like into nude pictures these days. Like I will send him all the nude pictures he wants as long as he also tells me if it's a mole or if I'm gonna die. Uh, I've been Denise. Thank you, guys. Yay!
Hey, Denise wants to meet a dermatologist. Uh, my best friend is the chief of staff at dermatology of Kaiser, so I'll try to look out for some doctors for you. They always give away sunscreen. It's so nice. Does anyone have a friend who's a doctor who gives some free drugs? Because that's a friend I want. Diazepam, lorazepam. Call them the two Pam family. Give the benzodiazepines to Pam. Clap your hands again, everybody, for Denise Lee. Yay! Yay! Denise is like someone I want to do drugs with because she looks so like a child that I would teach in junior high. Like, I feel like we should, like, do some ketamine together and then, like, be like, ah, our souls are bonding. Oh, what's ketamine, she says. She's like, I don't know what a lesbian is either. Put your hands together for your next comedian, for Mark Neuer. Yay. I'm fucking stoned, dude. I'm stoned. I'm dehydrated and stoned. You've been so high and dehydrated at the same time that your lungs stop really working properly. That's where I'm at. So if I'm wheezing... Or if I pass out, that's why. So you know why. When you call the ambulance, like he just is too stoned. Really, just too stoned. Good. If I lost some more weight, I'd look like an undercover cop. I would. And everyone would be really nervous. And you'd all have your masks on. So that's why I stay fat. It's for you. I do it for you. I know I'm fat. I know how I know I'm fat. I get stoked over the new Tums flavors. You know, the antacid, Tums. You know, they're coming out with a watermelon flavor. I know. I do. <laughs> I know that there's a new flavor coming out. I get the magazine monthly. Okay? I get stoked. Oh, are you, you lost on the flavors here? All right. <laughs> I, th I thought you were cl getting clarifying questions on Tums with Pam. Pam has no idea what antacid is. She doesn't have that problem. She eats like a fucking rabbit. She eats, she eats like frozen, <laughs> she eats frozen carrots, still frozen. She eats like a hamster. She's great. I love Pam. <laughs> Good. Where was I at? Oh, camping outside of Walgreens. <laughs> Waiting for the new Tums to drop. So I have all of them. And just like when people get new sneakers, the new sneakers come out. That makes no sense to me. It makes no sense. I, I'd rather sit outside for Tums. It makes no sense to spend $250 on sneakers to walk down 6th and market. That just doesn't make any sense to me. Sorry. It makes no sense. To go on the Muni? Are you kidding me? Have you, see, have you been on the Muni? I feel like I'm on the Muni right now. None of you have masks on and you're not even... <laughs> you don't give a fuck. And the, the, the driver's like, it's not my problem. I don't get paid enough to. <laughs> no, we all have masks on, radio listeners. We're masks. We're masked and vaxxed. I have something stirring in me. Why are we, t fuck Christopher Columbus. Why are we talking about it? Gas is $5 a fucking gallon, okay? Okay? It's $5. I don't even drive. I'm pissed. <laughs> Getting mad. I'm on the Muni, I go past the gas station, and I get, I get mad. I start bitching at the driver about it. We start yik-yakking, bitching about the driver. It's ridiculous. Fucking ridiculous. Have you seen the price of hash browns? Pre-cut so it's easy and convenient for me? Expensive. 
You want to talk about Russia. Why? You don't know shit about Russia. You don't know. You have no fucking clue. You don't know. You don't, you fucking, you don't know. That's what, that, that's what they're best at, is make sure you don't have a fucking clue. So get on the phone and scroll, and that's all this. Stop. Stop with all the fucking politics. Like, you don't know dick. I don't know dick. And let me tell you, I'm a drop out from Modesto. If we know the same shit, we're all fucked. <laughs> Sorry, I had to get that out of my system. I don't need to take that energy to OMG after this. You know what I mean? OMG's already a fucked hole. You get it? Because it's a... That bar smells like my bedroom. So, hey, it's because they have underwear nights on Wednesdays, and they all come. My name is Mark Neuer. You guys have been great. God bless you. Mark Neuer, everyone. Mark Neuer. That was lovely. I was paying attention to your sip, but Josh Gotsky gave me this new booster pack of magic cards. And I'm going to be, like, building decks around that. I'm really excited about some of these new cards. They've got new things. Mark Neuer, you think he's a dirtbag, but he knows how to play magic, which means he's smarter than most of the people in this room. Uh, you're like, he plays Magic the Gathering? Like, he doesn't just pull his finger off like my uncle? Cool. Uh, no, like the, look at the uncle. All right, I'm, right? Uh, I'm super, I'm super excited for your next comedian. Oh, my gosh. So he recently moved here during the pandemic, but he used to be from Portland, and that's where I met him, and he's so, so funny, and I love him so much. Put your hands together, everybody, for Colin Braun, yay! Hello. Um, Hitler. Well, look, so, I, I noticed that a lot of people used to compare Trump with Hitler, and honestly, Realistically, I don't think that was ever appropriate. Trump was never that thin. Someday I'm going to do that joke in a red state, and um, I will get shot. I don't know, actually. I think, you know, I think, um, actually, I think now's a good time to announce that I'm actually going to be retiring from doing stand-up comedy. Um, I have to. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm 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 too happy to be funny, and um, I'm not happy about it either. I have to quit. I I I've loved doing this, um, but the thing is that you know you can look through art history and you will not find a single great work made by a single happy person. Not one. All the writers miserable. Vincent Van Gogh, who I honestly did not think someone else was going to do three minutes on today. The most brilliant painter to ever live. One of the most brilliantly depressed people to ever live. Known for his stunning, and I wrote this down and I knew I was going to forget it, for his bold, wavy impressions. And he painted that way because that's how he saw the world. Because his eyes were constantly filled with tears. And they weren't tears of joy for experiencing the beauty of God's creation. No, they were tears of painful 19th century depression, which is nothing like our pussy-ass 21st century depression 
where you get to get meds and go to therapy and eat right. 19th century depression, you would go to your friend and say, I'm so sad constantly that it physically hurts and I want to die. And they'd say, well, you could pray more or you could smoke opium. Fuck. Where the hell do I find opium? But I was I was super depressed, and that's when I started doing comedy. I've been doing this for three years, and still the best jokes I've ever written were, were from that first week when I was miserable. But in the last three years, I've gotten to FaceTime a doctor who prescribed me Adderall and taught me how to work on myself. <laughs> and Adderall, let me tell you, Adderall is an amphetamine. So not only does it give you the focus and the energy to actually fix yourself over time, it also kills your appetite. Thank you. So for the last three years, I've just been losing this weight. And not only do I feel better than I ever have, but I also look better than I ever have. And people will come up to me. They'll say, Colin, my God, you look fantastic. You've lost so much weight. What is your secret? And I'll say, thank you. It's meth. Adderall gave me the energy to actually make my dreams come true. See, I was always so depressed that I set goals that were apparently very attainable. And now I'm in the unenviable position of having no more dreams left and having to just come up with new dreams. And I thought this was a unique thing, so I looked it up. Is this a phenomenon that exists? Having all your dreams come true and not knowing what to do next? Turns out it is. It's very well documented. It's called white privilege. And I highly recommend it. Uh, that is my time. My name is Colin Braun. Thank you very much. In the city, in Colin Braun, everyone. Clap it up for him and his white privilege. Yeah. And his, out, and his shoes look great, too. Like, he's just a doll. Uh, your next comedian. I'm so excited to see her. I haven't seen her in a super long time. She's a super supporter of the station. Like, a year ago at this time, she came to an outdoor show that I was on and, like, it was very nice. Uh, she's super supportive and super lovely. Everybody put it up. And I forgot your first name. Oh, you missed Causal. Vicky Causal, everyone. Yay! I think I can call myself a pandemic comedian because I started doing stand-up comedy during the pandemic. My first open mic was completely socially distanced, and I was the only aspiring comic there over the age of 25. <laughs> I think I have a talent. Not only I picked the worst time in my life to become a comedian, I also picked the worst time in human history. My terrible timing is extraordinary. It's a gift. Um, I'm originally from Ukraine, and Ooh. people often wonder if I had culture shock when I first came here. And yes, I did have culture shock. I flew over from Ukraine, got off the plane. Everybody's speaking English, like everybody. I say that's the biggest cultural difference between Ukraine and the United States. Everybody speaks English here. It's good to be out of the house finally. Uh, I feel energized. I didn't sleep that well during the lockdown. And here's what I found. If you're looking to improve the quality of your sleep, get a job because my best sleep happens right before I have to get up and go to work in the morning 
And by going to work, I mean joining my stand-up meeting on Zoom. It's not a stand-up comedy meeting, okay? It's a work meeting. They call it stand-up because everybody's required to stand during this meeting, even, <laughs> even when it's virtual. And to prove that you're standing, you have to have your video on. And my Zoom video is never on. And my manager's like, Victoria, how come your video is not on? All I can see is your avatar, which is, what is that image? An ocean or a cloud, some nebulous entity without particular shape? And I'm like, that is me. That's me at 8 in the morning. That's what I look like at 8 a.m. An ocean or a cloud that hasn't yet taken a particular shape. Yeah, but everything is virtual these days. Everybody's working from home, which is weird. You know, my entire team is remote now, and we never felt that close to each other. It's too close. We don't like it. I mean, have you ever taken your company Zoom meeting from your kitchen? What is your company doing in your kitchen? Are they joining you for dinner? Did they bring wine for the? What are they doing there? You know that uh, um, the last year, a famous publication here in the U.S. fired one of the writers for masturbating in his living room. Why? Where is he supposed to masturbate? And what were they doing in his living room? Now, here's the story the way I understand it. The guy exposed himself in his living room without realizing that his company Zoom meeting was still in progress and the cameras were still rolling. If you never had a glitch with your Zoom meetings, you can cast the first stone. I had a ton. How is this a crime? He didn't go to that publication's office and ruin their meeting by masturbating in their conference room, right? They came to his house and ruined his life. Where is he supposed to masturbate if not in the comfort of his living room? In his shower? What if he can't masturbate in his shower? What if his shower turns him off? He turns it on, it turns him off. <laughs> Brutal. Yeah, everything is virtual now. My son stopped going to his physical school and started doing distance learning, and I finally figured out what distance learning is. Distance learning is learning that is happening somewhere out there in the distance, but not here in your child's head. Someone out there may be actually learning something because they are paying attention in class on Zoom and not playing video games on their television. Someone, but not my kid, he's too smart, he, he skipped high school and went directly to Grand Theft Auto University. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, I don't know if you noticed, kids were all over the internet last year. Everybody was bringing their kids to their Zoom meetings and their podcasts and their broadcasts and their videocasts. Literally, you couldn't open your computer without stumbling over someone's kid. But what did it for me was this viral video on YouTube. A family and their kid are doing hip hop dance. I guess it's a hip hop something modern. And the kid, I don't know what they did to this kid. He's only four, but he's an accomplished dancer. It's, it's creepy. When did he have the time? Uh, you know, I don't know how you feel. I find it a little too overwhelming, a little too much. Um, as a mom, I have a message to all the parents who are doing these online activities with their kids. Stop. Stop. Stop molesting internet audiences. Stop violating our screen time with your little ones. If you're looking to have quality time with your kids, can you please do it offline? Or if you must do it online, can you take it somewhere to the dark web, away from normal people? Thank you. Vicky Gozel, everyone! Vicky Gozel!
that's even more impressive because it's like maybe the sixth time she's ever been up. Sixth, am I right? You're, are you over 10? More than that. Three. Oh, see, I already have Vicky Gossel. Yay. Yay. I love new comedians. Next comedian, he's part of the festival. He's not new. He's been doing comedy a long time. He's going to make us laugh. I'm so excited. You guys, he's all the way from Boston. Put your hands together, everybody, for Sean Rosa. Hello. Thank you. Uh, I love sports. I love them now as an adult. As a kid, I hated them because that was just... I, I I hated them. Like I played little league, which was fraught for me because I was born with a lazy eye. Don't guess which one it is. They're both fine, and I'm avoiding eye contact with you. But my, the people who ran my little league team knew that I had a lazy eye, and they used it to get our little league team sponsored by Lens Crafters. Yeah. Yeah, they put my picture in the paper and said, look at this little disabled boy we're trying to help with his dreams. Lens Crafters sponsors this freak who thinks he has hopes. My dad loved sports. Uh, his favorite was basketball. He loved watching it, playing it. He was one of those unassuming white men can't jump types who would just school people half his age. And I... Wanted, I was a very depressed and desperate for approval kid, so I hatched a scheme to get my dad's approval by, I was going to get good at basketball, I was going to challenge my dad to a game of basketball, I was going to beat him at basketball, and I would win his love. It is a foolproof plan, as long as you are not a fool in which I was. <coughs> it is like... If you need to win your parents' affection, you're not going to do it, especially if they've never indicated that you need to win it. Like, and also, I was a, a, an eight-year-old white boy who, had, who at that point did not watch basketball, so I was just like a monkey banging away at a typewriter hoping that Shakespeare came out the other end. Like, the only basketball thing that I knew about was the movie Space Jam, which was not the best strategy for coming up with real-world basketball offensive maneuvers. Like, I wasn't going to be like, okay, I'm going to dribble towards the baseline through a tunnel that I had painted on a brick wall. My dad is going to try to chase down for the block. Bam, smash right into the brick wall, st seeing stars. So I challenged my dad to a game of basketball, and one day he accepted, and so... I'm happy to say that he demolished me, just ab just unassailably just destroyed me. Like, at one point I was guarding him, I had my hands up in 10 and 2 like I was in driver's ed, and he sized me up, bounced the ball between my legs, causing me to fall backwards over, knocking the lens crafters off my face. And then he caught the ball with one hand as he ran around my, de my desecrated corpse, caught the ball with one hand, and dunked it, which at the time I was so just crestfallen and just distraught. But now I look back at that and I realize that was his way of saying, I love you more than words can express. That, yeah, that was his way of, like... 
like it is like he won he at that point took the ball and bounced it off my forehead which was his way of saying you don't need to do this i love you no matter what you follow your own dreams and that is a lesson i keep with me uh i take with me in my heart and my mind and my forehead all the time and that is why i now do stand-up comedy which is an art form people take up when they are actively looking to reject their family's love. You might think I've been telling jokes, but really I'm just crossover dribbling away from affection. Uh, thank you very much. Let's give it back to Pam Benjamin. Yeah. Hey, yay for Sean Rosa, yay! I have also pushed away every relationship in my life for comedy, yay! It feels so good. Uh, which is why in the audience, even when you're comedians, like clap and laugh because you know uh, we all want to live to see tomorrow because it's a big day. Uh, your next comedian, put your hands together. Oh, number 13. Ooh, so lucky. And Mercury's almost out of retrograde. Dear God. I know the 17th, it finally stops. I mean, it's the day after the festival ends. Oh, <laughs> Put your hands together, everybody, for Wally Hippolito. The continuously. Big fat clips. Yeah, my throat doesn't feel like Sam Kennison's must have after a shot. Almost missed my set, everybody. Professionalism at its finest, you know what I mean? I love it, love it. How y'all doing tonight? Y'all got the energy of like a like a dead DMV, and I love it. It's pretty good, pretty good so far. Shout out to Pam for hosting fucking Mutiny Radio and the festival. Holy shit. She's a fucking killer, man. Fucking killer. Um, I hate baby showers. I think baby showers are some of the dumbest things ever. Uh, word of advice, don't go to broke people's baby showers. You will learn very quick where you stand with people when they're broke and then you go to a baby shower. So I went to one last week, right? I haven't seen these people in like a year. I didn't even know the bitch was having a baby. Uh, I was walking up, you know, excited to see, excited to hug. First thing they say to me, no present, no diapers. What? Are you fucking kidding me? No present, no diapers. I was like, oh, no, no, okay. Um, my, my present's actually coming through Amazon. Like, I, I got you guys. <laughs> it, it really wasn't. But you got, you got to lie to them, right? You got to lie to them. And they said, you know what they told me? Said, you know what? We're gonna hold your meal ticket then. <laughs> a fucking meal ticket, bro? Did I attend a fucking carnival just now? What do you mean a meal ticket, my man? They say, you know, when you come up with the present, like then we could talk about a meal. I'm gonna get that fucking meal ticket, bro. I'm gonna get that meal ticket, you cheap, you cheap bastard. Oh my god, that made me so hot, dude. Honestly, I just left the party. I left and they said, no, we were just kidding. You, you, you could stay, like you could stay, but you just can't eat. And you, I said, you know what? You could go fuck yourself. But thank you though, I'm gonna, ha I'm, I'm, a, I'm a partake in this party. Man, it is crazy, man. It is crazy, you cheap motherfuckers. Like, if you needed my gift or my money, you shouldn't have had the fucking baby in the first place. You know what I mean? Like, come on, bro. Like, I, I am halfway jobless right now. Halfway jobless. It doesn't look that way, but these are clothes from when I was 15. You know what I mean? So it's crazy, man. People are fucking wild. 
crazy bitches. Um, but yo, 